0: Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So 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 Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. A gabagoo!
1: Hello and welcome to So 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 Sandler, as the Sandman movie podcast, the podcast where we discuss the movies of famed sex-line addict Adam Sandler.
2: Woo! It's great to be back here. Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what the... F-
2: We're all back. We're all the way back.
1: We've, 12th uh, <laughs> twel- time we've recorded that intro.
2: I don't know how many times we've tried to record this movie podcast, but fuck it. It's only taken three months and uh, four different countries, but we're all right. I think we attempted back in
1: June, like June 20th, when a number of times throughout July and a number of times throughout August, but the internet where I was was worse than the internet where you were, so that didn't really work out for anyone. (laughs)
2: But we're back now after a a decently sized hiatus.
1: And the the only person I have to blame for the shit internet is the most famous Ryan in Welsh football, Ryan Reynolds.
2: Ooh, big goal!
1: That was the joke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. These days, probably probably neck and neck. (laughs) Um, One of them doesn't get spoken about as much anymore. Um, nah, we're all yeah, Gareth. We're all Gareth his, Bale fans his, here. <laughs>
1: his unlimited plan was five gigs of data, uh, hotspot. So, fuck you, Ryan Reynolds. When? What? Ryan Reynolds Actually, owns no, a phone company now. Yeah, it's a phone company called Mint Mobile. And do you know when we were out in the states, we were paying like sixty dollars unlimited a month or whatever yeah. it was. On AT&T. Yeah. Ryan, Ren- Ryan Reynolds, it was $37 unlimited for three months.
2: Jesus. That's sick. Yep. Did it work? Very good.
1: Very, very good.
2: Yeah, it worked. It worked great, apart
1: from the hotspot. It worked incredibly Ah, oh, well.
2: yeah, fair. That's fucking great, though. Like, yeah. I wish Australian prices were like that. Fuck me.
1: And... And they were all sims as well, so you'd literally just sign up, download the SIM to your phone, and then Absolutely it was so trading.
2: Technology, eh? It's basically fucking magic these days. That's
1: cr- crazy. Um, so yeah, we've, we've tried to record this podcast like 12 times. We haven't seen the movie for three months. I, first time we recorded it, we couldn't remember the movie from the night before. <laughs> So uh if anybody enjoys this movie
2: please you probably don't want to listen to this <laughs> yeah. This is I'm pretty sure this well this is a very polarized Adam Sandler movie yeah if you like it you really love it and if you don't like it you do well it's the first one where he's in a serious movie and I feel like people probably weren't expecting that
1: I feel like if you like it you're a snob If you don't like it, you don't like cinema.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's... You know, oh, fuck it. I don't really have any opinions on this movie. I can't remember (laughs) a fucking minute of it. Um... (laughs) Fortunately, I do have the notes that I originally wrote down for this movie when I watched it back in June. Written on the back of a Harris Farms receipt. If anyone's ever been to Harris Farms, it's good shit. Uh, there's about four lines, so uh this podcast is <laughs> l- less than twenty five minutes long uh don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be on to better things next week.
1: I dug through my I dug through my recycling bin and I have found my notes i mean most of it is just c- copied and pasted from Wikipedia, but I have them. I'm just trying to get up the Podcast goes because that's that's the thing we do, Matt.
2: We that is the thing we do. We I the I've just I we the movie I was at the
1: end of the podcast.
2: <laughs> I remember now why I wrote these um, my notes on the back of a Harris Farms receipt. I've been trying to recall this all the time, and I've only just remembered now that we've sat down. Um, when we were trying to do, when we were trying to do this podcast, my um, Microsoft Office expired, so I don't have access to Microsoft <laughs> Word on my laptop anymore. <laughs> So I just grabbed the nearest sheet of paper uh, closest, and uh, it was a Harris pharmacy.
1: So, Matt, why don't you torrent Microsoft Office?
2: (laughs) Kerry, I would never. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even (laughs) know what torrenting means. Use Google Docs. Google Docs?
1: What wizard in magic is this? Buy yourself a Chromebook. Connected up to your phone by no and use Google Docs. <laughs> so much of this shit's gonna get cut out. But I can't be bothered to edit.
2: <laughs> um, that's That's to be a great pod, what are you talking about? Triumphant Return uh, to Glory with Punch Drunk Love. Fuck, I forgot the name of the fucking movie then. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I wanted to
0: ask you something because you're a doctor, right? I don't like myself sometimes. Can you help me?
1: Mary, I'm a dentist. What kind of help do you think I can give you?
2: I'm gonna go and eat tomorrow night. Do you want to go with me? I didn't ask for a shrink. That must have been somebody else. Also, that pudding isn't mine. Also, I'm wearing a suit today because I had a very important meeting this morning and I don't have a crying problem. Okay.
0: This is Barry. Hey, baby, I guess we got disconnected before. How did you get this number? You canceled your credit card. I need you not to cancel your credit card and I need you to up your limit. Four blonde brothers came after me. Where are you going? We know where you live. What's the problem? One of your employees has been threatening me. Shut up! Will you shut up? Shut up! Shut, 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 shut up! Shut up! I have a love in my life. It makes me stronger than anything
2: you can imagine. All huh? right. That's not... That.
1: Punch Drunk Love is a 2002 American romantic comedy-drama film written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It stars Adam Sandler, Emily Watson, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Louise Guzman, and Mary Lynn Raj Scub.
2: Yeah, you'd probably know a, you'd know a few of those people if you saw their Louise
0: faces. Louise Guzman,
1: he's
2: going to be gomez adams in the new
1: wednesday adams tv show on netflix
2: yeah i'm not really sure what to make of that but at the same time i feel like it's probably not a tv show that's made for me
1: no it's probably not it's it's probably in the same vein as uh a series of unfortunate events
2: which one the neil patrick harris one the netflix show i've seen about half of that and it was definitely definitely better than the movie
1: yeah. The movie sucked.
2: Yeah. I feel like people I, remember, I just remember people really liking that when I was a kid but I always thought that was a shit film.
1: So you got Meryl Streep in. How did they get Meryl Streep? It's The cast for the movie is crazy.
2: For this film? Or for Lemony Snicket?
1: For Lemony Snicket. <laughs> You've got Jude Law's Lem- Lemony Snicket. You've got Jim Carrey as Count Olaf, obviously. Meryl Streep, Billy Connolly.
2: Fucking Billy Connolly! I forgot Billy Connolly was in that. Who the fuck is Meryl Streep? Is she like the old woman that lives on the cliff? Yeah. Ah, okay.
1: But this movie is also pretty packed. Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's dead now. Rest in
2: peace. We do love a bit of Philip Seymour Hoffman.
1: I I know him from The Hunger Games.
2: I know him from <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> Buggy Nights and Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in everything though that's such a strange movie it I mean is. it's a great film, Buggy Nights if you've ever watched it, it's fucked but it's great
1: Um, Twister, Mission Impossible 3 Hunger Games uh, Jack
2: Goes Boat In who the fuck is wow. he in The Big Lebowski oh that's irrelevant that's another one of those movies that I'm gonna get some flack for this but I don't give a fuck I think that's a shit film yeah, everyone um, told me before I watched that that it was like the best the best film they'd ever seen. Best best movie ever. You need to go and watch this like before you do anything else before you fucking die tomorrow. You need to watch the Big Lebowski. Watched it. Fuck, it was average.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know Joe Taturo,
2: the bowling yes. guy? Yes.
1: He's he's done an unofficial sequel to the Big Lebowski. Where he reprises the role of that character. And it's like a 90 minute long (laughs) movie. And it's got like 2.6 out of 10 on
2: IMDb. Fuck it. I'd watch pretty much anything with John John Totoro. And he's fucking hilarious.
1: (laughs) Would you watch The Batman twice in two days?
2: Kerry. I'm not. (laughs) I I don't want to become the Joker. So I probably won't be. (laughs)
0: I'm I still seven, can't
2: believe you that. went to watch that back-to-back days, you <laughs> fucking psychopath. <laughs> Spent six um, hours of your day listening to fucking Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so what we like to do on this podcast is we like to do a deep dive on the internet to find a synopsis that best describes this movie in a little segment we like to call Curb That Blurb. So Matt, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out this plot synopsis then you're going to decide whether we curb that blurb By curb I mean take it outside make it bite the pavement and then stomp it in the back of the head Um, This has come straight from a website called google.com and it says A frustrated Barry Egan calls a phone sex line to curb his loneliness Little does he know that he's will that he will land in huge trouble and will also jeopardize his relationship with Lena.
2: I mean, I'm going to let it walk purely because it said curb.
0: Yeah.
2: Other than that. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, like... The, the Oh, fuck, this is such a strange film.
1: It, what, why does it mention his relationship with Lena? There is no relationship with Lena. They've is known no. each other for
2: like six, there six is days. There is Nothing. dog shit. Um, <laughs> and then, Welcome back, I mean, everybody. Found... <laughs> we're, glad, we're glad it's a fun one.
1: <laughs> but, then, then I've also found a couple of reviews. Uh, Joel Lisotto from Big Picture, Big Sound says, a trifler 89 minutes with a genuine, heartfelt performance by Mr. Sandler and not much else. I think that's fair. I think Adam Sandler's performance is probably the best and the worst part about this movie.
2: Yeah. He like, plays this, he, like... I don't really know how to describe it. He's good when he's angry. He's great when he's angry, actually. That's fucking hilarious. There's <laughs> there's pretty much the only notes I've got on this of him getting angry in the movie. <laughs> then I got a half a star
1: from Lana Saladin, and she says, Adam Sandler is an ugly cunt. He's not talented. He plays the same character in every single film. I wish nothing more than for him to get hit by a moving vehicle, or better, die a slow and painful death.
2: I mean, uh, up, to, up until this movie, that is entirely correct. He plays the exact same character in all of his movies, except this one. And then, f- <laughs> five stars from Fuck Dalton. you, whoever wrote that. Nah, fuck you, that's very, <laughs> you're very right. You've hit the nail on the head. The perfect story of a week in the life
1: of an introvert, and how it's okay to be one. Everybody gangster until the quiet kid goes goblin mode and beats up the scammers.
2: <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean?
1: <laughs> you know, quiet kid in the corner. Yeah, but, but you... always that w-
2: what one day in What the fuck is goblin school. mode?
1: Like, green goblin mode. Do you know when Norman Osborn just switches? Is that you a know, he's Norman Osborn.
2: Ah, fucking... Yeah, alright, I'll let him off.
1: I think off. so. Do you not remember the quiet school in quiet kid in school just switching one day?
2: Just reaching for his, his backpack.
1: Like... <laughs> and then I've also gone on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just pretty sure go some kid this.
2: brought a the... screwdriver into my school one time.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Don't know what it was for. Pretty sure he told everyone he was doing something to his locker, but... <laughs> Fuck knows. <laughs>
1: On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics and audience are fairly uh, even on their opinion of this movie. Critics gave this movie a 79%, and audience give it a 77%. And then the box office, the budget was 25 million, and the gross was 24.7 million, so it lost money.
2: Good, I'm glad. Fucking critics give this, like, the best reviewed Adam Sandler movie so far, purely because it's some, like, arty bullshit. And it made no money because nobody wanted to watch it. And it's not very good. Correct. Vindication. <laughs> I don't know who for, right. but somebody should feel fucking vindicated. Us. We. I I. I feel a sense of vindication. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. I will take the vindication.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> should we just get into the plot? It's uh like, have we not already? Eight paragraphs. What do you mean? No is there anything no, like the full plot. You the know, full, like the breakdown from
2: Wikipedia. Oh, I mean there's not much to go on. The plot I can't, I can't The plot on Wikipedia is about fifteen lines long.
1: It's like twelve <laughs> paragraphs.
2: Twelve? All I remember five
1: All paragraphs. I remember is he
2: sells he sells novelty plungers. Is that what he sells, alright? Because he owns his own, he has his own, like, warehouse and shit, but
1: Oh, it says here So, Barry Egan is a bachelor who owns a company that makes themed toilet plungers and other novelty items. He has seven overbearing sisters who regularly ridicule and emotionally abuse him, so he leads a lonely life punctuated by fits of rage and social anxiety.
2: Yeah, everyone in this movie is awful. I've just remembered now. Everyone yeah. is awful. Everyone's dreadful. Like, everyone is, Every single character in this is a terrible, terrible person.
1: <laughs> apart from his friend, Louise Guzman, who works in his... Correct. ...in his warehouse. But then, the... what else can you say about Louise Guzman? Because he doesn't do much else. He's just there for one scene, then he's in the background.
2: So, so you're saying that he, he can't be the only good character in this by default, because he doesn't do anything.
1: (laughs) Yes. One day, he witnesses a car accident, picks up an abandoned harmonium from the street, and encounters Lena Leonard, a co-worker of Elizabeth, one of his sisters. Lena has orchestrated the meeting after seeing him in Elizabeth's family picture at work.
2: We don't find that out until probably the last ten minutes of the film.
1: She doesn't orchestrate the car crash, does she? That's
2: just a random car crash. Yeah, so she doesn't organise the car crash, but she purposely leaves her car there.
1: Imagine she she organises the car crash just to meet Adam Sandler.
2: I mean, fuck, that'd be a pretty... I mean, I'd be intrigued by someone that, like, crashed a car just to meet me. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This also opens... It's so strange. It's just him having a cup of coffee. And then there's just... That car gets fucking bashed. (laughs) Like, that car basically explodes. (laughs) I can't remember it. And then that van just drops off the fucking piano on the side of the street. Yeah. Like, some guy literally stops the van, opens up the bag, puts it on the thing, closes and drives off. Who was it for? I, I think it's just trash, no? Why would you bring it with you?
1: yeah true (laughs) just take his Um, there was a lot in this film that made no sense sorry Barry goes to his sister's birthday party where they tease him about his sexuality leading to a serious outburst in which he breaks his sister's sliding glass door afterwards he asks his brother-in-law to refer him to a therapist instead Barry calls a phone sex line to cope with his loneliness the phone sex operator tries to extort money from him and then sends four henchmen who are brothers to collect so that's like forty-five minutes of the movie right there.
2: Yeah, that did jump a bit, didn't
1: it? Fuck me. <laughs> so yeah, he, he goes to a birthday party,
2: and then what I mean, like, ha. sorry, I was gonna say, what I mean by all the people in this film being terrible is, I mean, all of his sisters are awful human beings.
1: Yes, they are <laughs> so bad. What what do they say to him? They're like, ah, hi. They,
2: they just like, men. like ha, refuse ha. to yeah. accept that he's not gay.
0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
2: and then just belittle him and just keep just belittling him until he fucking snaps which clearly has been happening his entire life but like yeah they're all just terrible people and then and then he throws a shoe through a glass door which is fucking sick (laughs) And then it just shatters everywhere. And, then it's... <laughs> <laughs> and now he's crying on her. His brother-in-law in the laundry room trying. To... <laughs> what is it? He's like, can you can you help me? He's, I'm a dentist, <laughs> Barry. I'm a dentist.
1: <laughs> that's well, that's my I... favorite part of the movie. Could... And then he's like, but I but I have a number of a therapist you can call. So yeah. Barry goes home tries to call the therapist but then instead decides to call babe station
2: the, basically yeah and then she's like yeah we've all been there on a friday night when you <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're like 15 try to chat to fucking babe station birds and just give them some like just say something wild to them so just to see them react on tv <laughs> Just want to clarify, I don't think I've actually ever done (laughs) that, but... uh,
1: Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I I need your full credit card number. Okay, and the
2: name of the card. And the three numbers on the back. And blah, 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 blah. And your social security number. And your your home address. And the last three things you purchased.
1: (laughs) She she takes all all the information she could possibly take from him and then she decides to extort him for money and he says no and then he gets the shit beat out of him by a bunch of inbred brothers I'm assuming they're inbred
2: oh they're just yeah fuck knows you just see them all they all look the same they'll get out of a pickup truck and beat the shit out of him
1: um this complicates his brother (laughs) relationship with Lena as well as his plans to exploit a loophole in a healthy choice promotion and amass a million frequent fly miles by purchasing large quantities of pudding.
2: Yeah, so I mean they basically just got this whole plot line from a guy that did this in real life. Have you just had a breakdown? But... Are you alright? <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs>
1: it was just that paragraph about the pudding. <laughs> Why?
2: <laughs> uh yeah, so the literally like the plan of this is him to get a shitload of frequent flyer miles by buying pudding. Uh, So he, like, goes through the supermarket to find the cheapest item that he can buy and still get frequent flyer miles, and he works it out as, like, each cut... Sorry, each cup of pudding's, like, fucking 15 cents for, like, a thousand miles, or, like, a hundred miles or whatever it is, which is a ridiculous fucking... Yeah. Um... Conversion rate. Jesus Christ. Uh, so he decides, like, I'm gonna get a million fucking airline miles and never bear fly ever again. Or some shit. Like, um, And it works. About as much effort goes into that plot line as I've just given it there, so. <laughs>
1: right.
2: Matt, w- w- one of your notes
1: um, is gonna be very, very important right here. Oh, when yes. Lena leaves her Hawaii on a business tri- trip, Barry decides to follow her, using his sister to find Lena who is overjoyed to see him. As the two spend time together, Barry's sister calls Lena complicated matters, but Lena lies about having contact with Barry. The romance develops further, leading to Barry's relief from his emotional isolation.
2: What a fucking surprise, Adam Sandler goes to Hawaii. Jesus Christ. What are we, like, <laughs> ten movies in now and he's been on holiday in every single one of them? <laughs> except except Little Nikki, where he's just in New York. <laughs> And Big Daddy, He's in
1: Hawaii for like three minutes.
2: Yeah, but he still flies to fucking Hawaii to film some scenes. They were on holiday in Hawaii for probably three weeks filming this. Probably. Oh. Also, there. I last time we recorded this podcast, I made the best joke I've ever made on the podcast about this scene, and it's completely ruined because <laughs> neither of us will, because neither of us can remember it, but. So there's a scene in this. Um, it's when he's getting off the plane. <laughs> there's a scene in this. And he wears the same suit for the entire movie. Like, he's always in the same clothes. Except a variation of a tie. Um, or some shit like that. So in the movie, he gets off the plane. And when he's going through the airport in Hawaii, it cuts to him in different um, locations. And in each location, he's wearing he's either wearing like a red tie or a blue tie. He keeps switching back and forth. <laughs> and everyone said this was an error and i don't believe that i believe it's a callback to uh going overboard and the best joke in that movie of hey should i wear the green shirt or the red shirt pucky Las Dos. why don't you wear both best that's and that's it i don't think that's an error i think what fucking my man who directed this he's a he's a thorough guy, Paul Thomas Anderson. I reckon I reckon he knew about going overboard, I reckon he watched it, and I reckon he took inspiration of got that joke. That's my theory on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um sorry for just derailing us completely there, but you
1: know. No, I, I remember that. <laughs>
2: how oh, do you remember? Because fuck me, I I was quite proud of that. <laughs> um, on and the return trip,
1: the four, <laughs> the four brothers ran Barry's car, mildly injuring Lena. After fighting all four brothers off with a tire iron, Barry leaves Lena at the hospital and sets out to end the harassment. He calls the phone sex line back and finds out the supervisor is the owner of a mattress store. Barry drives all the way to Provar, Utah, to confront the owner. Dean, face to face. At first trying to intimidate Barry, Dean finds him more intimidate- intimidating once he learns that Barry has come all the way from California.
2: Yeah. So yeah. I'm Sorry, I just thought you were going to keep going there because that was literally the end of the movie. Uh... <laughs> I, I I got one paragraph left. Uh, yeah, so he... These guys crash into him. He just gets a fucking a metal pipe out of his car and beats the shit out of four of them just in the middle of the street uh, sorry no he beats the shit out of two of them they attempt to drive off and while he fucking like throws the tire iron and it hits the guy in the back or so, fuck knows who cares he beats the shit out of some guys and takes his missus <laughs> to hospital and then he basically just fucking leaves her there <laughs> as soon as he realises she's going to be pretty much alright he's on the road to Utah within like five minutes and just leaves her at the hospital and then he gets there and he has an argument with Fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip and Seymour. It's the Barry. Strange argument. <laughs> There's yeah, all of my notes here that I've written down. We've gone over. They I'm argue. Pretty sure they were li- all from the leaves. Hawaii scene
1: <laughs> What they they argue? Barry leaves, and then he comes in the back door, and they argue again, and then he leaves again.
2: Yeah, that's literally it.
1: It's not even a Barry good argument either.
2: Home.
1: No. Barry returns home <clears throat> and goes to see Lena to explain why the accident happened. He begs for forgiveness, pledging his loyalty, and he uses frequent fly miles to accompany her on all future business trips after all his pudding miles are processed. Lena confesses she was more than upset at being left at the hospital, but forgives him, and they embrace happily. And that's the end of the movie.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, it's. Yeah. There's not really much in this that we need to go over again. It just was a no, nothing film. Not it really. was, it wasn't very good. It wasn't particularly bad. It was just really boring. That's pretty much all I can say. <laughs> yeah. So Matt,
1: yeah, it, it was boring. Matt, what we usually do on this podcast is we rate, rate the movies. <laughs> On a number of sandbags out of ten. Oh, God. And say (laughs) what type of flood those sandbags could stop, I believe. Well, well, Matt, you you know my rules of not being being allowed to change scores once they're down in the spreadsheet. We've already given scores for this, haven't we? We've already given scores. (laughs) Oh, no. So... I, I don't
2: even have a fucking joke lined up for my flood either. Oh no, you put me on the spot.
1: I give this movie a 3.6 out of 10, apparently. And those 3.6 sandbags could stop the flood of shit in one of the toilets that Barry's
2: Plunger needs to
1: <laughs> unplug.
2: Fuck, we we almost had the exact same thing to say there. (laughs) I I don't know how many sandbags I'm giving it. Uh, How many did I give it last
1: time? Okay, so let's have a look through your history. You give Billy Madison a (laughs) (laughs) 3.5. That.
2: Ah, no, I'm okay with that. You give the hot chick a 5. I remember the hot chick being pretty good. I remember that being much better than I thought it was going to be. You also give this movie a five. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Who am I to argue with myself? At a time I would have recollected more of the movie. Fuck it, it can have a five. And <laughs> yeah. the the five sandbags could stop the flood that is inevitably coming out of the bathroom that he smashes the shit out of in the middle of the movie that we did not talk about at all. <laughs> Do you not remember that, do you? I can't
1: remember that at all. Another thing we like to do on this podcast before we wrap up is we like to talk about our creme de la scene, our favourite scene in the whole movie. I'm unsure if you have written one down in your receipt, (laughs) (laughs) or if you remember one from three months ago.
2: I do. I I have more than one, actually. Uh, mainly because they're written on the sheet of notes I have here and I can just remember them. Um, my favorite scene in this we just we didn't talk about at all. Um, it's when he's in Hawaii and he rings his sister from a payphone and he's like, oh, hey, what's the name of that hotel your friend's stayed at in Hawaii? And she just <laughs> refuses to tell him and he just goes fucking ape shit. And it's the first time in the movie where he just fucking loses it. And the things he says down the phone are just so fucking funny and he's just absolutely losing his mind at his sister. It's great. Fucking standing up for himself. Going to get laid. Find your woman. You can't. Didn't talk about <laughs> that at all, but that was my favourite scene in the movie was him on the phone, in the phone booth all like, right, at the phone. My my, f- i have two favorite scenes in the
1: movie the first one is w- when he's talking to his brother-in-law and his brother-in-law just goes i'm a dentist barry <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the most quotable line from the movie I, I would get that printed on a t-shirt with a silhouette of those two just to see how many people come up to me like oh my god that's my favorite movie okay, <laughs> and then my second favorite scene well My favourite scene in this movie is when Barry and Lena are in bed in Hawaii, and they're just oh Jesus, (laughs) they're just doing dirty talk, and it just escalates until Barry goes, "I want to fuck, I want to smash your fucking face in with a (laughs) sledgehammer."
2: The note I've got here says "very strange dirty talk." I couldn't remember anything that he said, but now you've said that, (laughs) that fucking hilarious. I want to smash your face. I want to fucking smash your fucking face in with a fucking (laughs) sledgehammer. (laughs) <laughs> um, I swear the shit she say back to him as well is just equally just as yeah. weird uh, it's such a straight oh it hell anyway um,
1: a couple of pieces of trivia I have here um, when Paul Thomas had Anderson first announced that his follow up movie to Magnolia was going to be a serious role with Adam Sandler basically everybody in that meeting or wherever it was I think it was at a premiere um, they all just basically laughed at him. They laughed him out of the room.
2: I mean, that's fair yeah. enough. And then... We can't really argue with that. Then
1: when the movie played at Cannes, he won Best Director, and then Adam Sandler won... Uh, a Go- Well, he was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Where this movie is... Jesus! None of those. The Four Inbred Brothers were actually Four Inbred Brothers... What? Wait.
2: Sorry. I've just realised what you just said. This was nominated for a Golden Globe in a musical or comedy, which this film absolutely is not either of at all. What the? The the, the
1: Golden Globes have a history of doing that. Like,
2: this is why no one pays attention to award shows anymore. Who gives a shit? I'll
1: send you. There was an example a couple of years ago. I can't exactly remember what it was. But a movie won in the best musical or comedy, and it was like fucking Blade Runner twenty forty two or whatever.
2: La La yeah, Land.
1: No, well, that that could be nominated because it's a <laughs> musical.
2: Um, Holy, Hollywood Land, whichever <laughs> one they fucked up and named the wrong one. That that was a, that was a thing. Um, director, Photography. <laughs> That was the last time... Actually, no, the last time anyone gave a shit about an award show was when Ricky Gervais just basically called everyone in Hollywood a pedophile and just rent the shit out of him.
1: I, I still can't believe the Oscars last year... Sorry. Do you know what the Oscars did last year? You, usually the Oscars always end with Best Picture, don't they? But last last year... Yeah. Or the year before, Chadwick sure. Boseman was nominated for Best Actor. And the TV yeah. company put the Best Actor... Nomination at the very end to end with, oh, praise to Chadwick Boseman, celebrate his life, blah, 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 blah. And they opened up the thing and it goes, and the award for best actor goes to Sir Anthony Hopkins. The whole thing just ended on a flat note because it should have been there to celebrate either the best movie of the year or Chadwick Boseman's life. And they finished with celebrating Anthony Hopkins, who's ninety-four years old, has won Oscars before, and he wasn't even there. He wasn't <laughs> even there at the
2: ceremony because he didn't want to leave Wales during COVID. <laughs> Wait, what? What was Chad Boseman? What uh, nominated? He was nominated.
1: For? Um, Judah and the Black Messiah. Was he in
2: there? I've never heard of this. Yeah. Before,
1: or was it that one? Chadwick.
2: Oh, look, I won't lie. The only thing I know he's in, other than Black Panther, is that I'm pretty sure he's a cowboy in a movie, or he plays like a fucking musical performer. This is really disrespectful, but I actually have no idea. I've only ever seen him in oh, Black Panther. He was
1: in Marini's Black Bottom. That's what he was nominated for.
2: Interesting. Have you seen no. that?
1: I don't think I've seen a Best Picture movie since Titanic.
2: I couldn't actually tell you what has been nominated for Best Picture. Ever. In the last, like, five years. When I was yeah. in... I, I was in... Sorry, he played James Brown in a movie called Get On Up. I was, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of.
1: I, I was in the Dol- Dolby Theatre this year with the Oscar are held, And as you walk in, you've got, like, all the i've got two oscar stories so they got all the oscar best picture winners going all the way up one side and then coming all the way back and it's dated up to like 2084 or whatever already and we're walking through and we're just looking up at all these pictures names and alice just goes i don't think i've ever heard of any of these movies because (laughs) because they are usually just very they're not the biggest movies of the year no like, chance. Like a lot of the Oscar best pictures, you've got to go
2: out of your way to find them in cinemas. All right, let's let's uh, let's go here. Best picture for 2020, No have Never seen it. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll give you one thousand dollars if you can name me without looking at Wikipedia in the next fifteen seconds. Two of the other movies on this well, list. What from From twenty twenty for the um best picture.
1: What? Nominations.
2: And the winner the winner was Nomad Land. You got ten seconds. The great, You've actually named one of them already. Oh,
1: uh Mal Raimi's Black Bottom. No.
2: <laughs> no the other one.
1: Uh uh Jude and the Black Messiah. That's, that is that is one. The Green Book.
2: God. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even know what that is, but uh, Nomad Land, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, with a K, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. That's 2020. So, yeah. I've, if I said I, 2019, I, I can get behind as more of a year. For you should films.
1: watch Pro- "Promising Young Woman."
2: Promising Young Woman, all right. I'll bookmark that, it. That's a good movie. But so, so, so compared so this to 22. if I had said if Sorry, I had on, said
1: yeah. "Promising Young Woman," you would have sent me a thousand dollars.
2: Yes and no, because you only got one. <laughs> I had to tell you you'd already got the other one. <laughs> If you Would you have said Promising Young Woman? I've never heard of that movie. I've seen
1: that. It's got, um, it's got McLovin in it. It's got...
2: got... I've never seen McLovin in any... Oh, actually, that's not true. He's in Role Models.
1: And Neighbours.
2: What else is fucking McLovin? Neighbours.
1: Bad Neighbours.
2: Oh, he is in Bad Neighbours. Oh, he's in Bad Neighbours as that guy with, like, the fucking four-inch dick. No, it's like a twelve-inch isn't no, sorry, like a yeah. four foot dick, not four <laughs> inch. He's got like, I swear it wraps around someone's neck at one point. <laughs> but no, I just want to make, make a point here of 2020's best films was what the fuck was that? 2019, Parasite, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood see that's a fucking yeah. list that's a list of like decent movies jojo rabbit's really weird joker is i'm going to say this now if joker was a movie not about the joker it's amazing the fact that it's a movie about the joker means it's absolute dog i completely agree i everyone so many people told me i was going to enjoy that and then i watched it and i thought if this was just a movie about this man's descent into
0: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Like, mental health. Probably the best film I've watched for, like, 15 years. Have, have you seen... If you, if you if you met as soon as you made him the Joker or attempted to make him whatever fucking version Todd Phillips or whoever fucking directed it made the Joker whatever some dickhead, no, absolutely not. Um,
1: have you seen the things <laughs> when it first came out? There used to be a bunch of things online. I was like, oh, imagine this movie was exactly the same until he put up put on the Joker makeup. Instead, he decided to shave his hair. And put on a tank top, and they'd call the movie Toretto, and it was a Fast and
2: Furious. <laughs> <laughs> <So cool>. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> that would have been fucking incredible. <laughs> like, and that would have been a lot better. It, it could have easily just changed it because
1: it's, it's the last twenty minutes. That's a Joker movie.
2: Yeah, and it completely ruins the rest yeah. of the movie. I, I agree. And no one will change my mind about that. I will die on that hill of the fact that it's a shit movie about the Joker, but it's a great movie about mental health.
1: I, I didn't really enjoy the Joker.
2: Um, I thought it was dog shit. I didn't, actually. I just yeah. thought it was really good. Just not as a Joker movie. Um, should I get back to my
1: one goof? <laughs> oh, yeah, go on, then.
2: Are we still talking about this fucking film? <laughs>
1: it's recorded. Um, during the first conversation between Dean and Barry, we see palm trees outside the mattress shop in Provo, Utah. Palm trees do not grow in Provo, Utah.
2: Oh, Sounds like someone was in South California.
1: Yeah, they filmed the entire thing.
2: <laughs> hey, not the entire thing. We had to go to, to, go to Hawaii.
1: <laughs> I, I wonder if they did actually go to Hawaii.
2: Do you know who... Wait... Fun fact, individual with the most nominations for um, the Oscar for Best Picture. Individual with the most nominations.
1: It's probably going to be something completely unexpected. It's not. Or it's something very expected.
2: It's someone you'd absolutely expect.
1: Steven Spielberg.
2: Yes. With 11. 11. Number two, like, so the second one has nine. Uh, I'd be very surprised if you got this. And then I do want to talk about the third person on the list because that's fucking away. Stanley Kubrick. Not Stanley Kubrick. It's a guy called Scott Rudin. He's been nominated nine times. And he's the director of uh, No Country for Old Men, Uncut Gems, Fences, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, I don't know if he's sorry. I don't know if he's uh, directed these or that he's just been involved with them, but a lot. And the reason I was reading this out, I just thought you'd find it funny who the third person on this list was:
1: Walt Disney,
2: Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a way,
1: <laughs> Star Wars is in the best hands it's ever been in.
2: Fucking hell. I'm so confused. What has she been nominated for Best Picture? Is that just all the Marvel films?
1: I don't know. I I don't know what she's been involved in. Oh, wait. I've got the filming locations here for you. So it's Claremont, California, (coughs) USA. San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles, California. Um, Laverne, California. Um... Woodland Hills, Los Angeles, California. Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. North Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. Um, Royal Hawaiian Hotel, 2259 Kakavala Avenue, Honolulu, Hawaii. (laughs) Interior. (laughs) So they did go to Hawaii for...
2: Fair enough. I just realized they did go for literally a three-minute scene. Because the, the hotel sex scene they could have filmed in any hotel room in the world, they they just needed the shot of him getting <laughs> off the plane and going through the Hawaiian airport. That's is, that is it. Also, Kathleen Kennedy's been the executive producer or the producer on basically every movie Steven Spielberg's ever made, so that's yeah. why. Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. That's fair enough. At least it's not Amy Pascal right. with Spider-Man. I- I don't even know who that is.
1: She's the she's the Sony <laughs> lady. Um,
2: ah, yeah. Okay. So I've got nothing else more to say no, about this movie. Um, We've got coming up next week. M- Mister Deeds. Mister Deeds. I watched this the day after I watched fucking Punch Drunk Love. Go. <laughs> <Can't laughs> <remember. laughs> No, I've seen. I think I must have seen Mister Deeds fifty times in my life, but yeah, give that another go.
1: I'm gonna watch Mister Deeds this week. Um, Yeah, thank you if you came back. Sorry that we took so long. Um, Like I said, blame the Australian government and Ryan Reynolds for that. Or you could blame our fucking elf. No, no, I mean we did plan to record a couple of episodes in the bank. Just never got. it's I mean, we did. It.
2: But, true. We, we said that, like, the week before you flew away, yeah. though, so. Yeah. <laughs> if you take away anything from this, always blame yes. the government.
1: Right. Thank you very much.
2: See you next week. Thanks for coming back if anybody actually listens to this <laughs> one. Uh, if you liked this movie, I really am sorry. But you had to. Oh, you probably didn't fucking listen, so that's fine. who gives a shit. Uh I'm good. I'm signing off. Kerry's losing his will to live listening to me drone about this blue movie any longer. Uh, yeah. Peace out, I'll see you next week for Mr Deeds, Bye, everybody. Everyone.